This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, time now to learn about the Threading Whare. Uh, this is a new craft workspace established for women, refugees and migrants living in Ōtipoti, Dunedin. Opened recently. Here to tell us more about it this morning, Ruth Tansley. Morena, Ruth, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Morena, Jeff. Um, take us back to the origins of the idea for this, Ruth. Yeah, sure. I was working with, uh, as a home tutor with migrants and women and realised that there are issues for them that they can't always get out into community. Um, they have home responsibilities, etc. But also they're coming into a new community, so they necessarily haven't met and made contacts with other people. So we felt that in some cases women were quite isolated. So what could we do about it? So we thought craft is a common language anywhere. Uh, get people together under a craft process and provide a space where people could come. Often they don't have equipment or a space or the materials and then uh, they can come and go and, and do craft as they please. The other aspect to it is that then we can provide some social connection and social integration with other people who are supporters and people that want to come and go. When we talk about craft, uh, how broad is that yeah, definition? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment we're working on threading, hence the name, but it's about sewing knitting, crochet, uh, embroidery and weaving and those were the things when we were talking with the women when we were doing our feasibility that they do and they thought was something that they would like to. So tell us a little bit about that feasibility study I mean how how did you make those connections initially? Yeah good question Uh, well again as I said it came from the women so we did contacts through various organisations in the city and of course Red Cross are our predominant people who bring our refugees in and manage them Uh, contacted lots of government agencies agencies that were working with ethnic groups and basically just talked to a whole lot of people and the DCC for instance got amazing uh, people there under that ethnic community group and they were incredibly helpful and at the end of the day we just kept asking questions everywhere and finally we came to the stage where we realised that yep there was a need here people thought it was going to be valuable and we took a leap of faith and away we went and started a trust. Well away you went you need (laughs) resources to make something like this happen that would have been quite a mission it was absolutely at some times there I thought wonder what on earth we were doing but so it's it's I suppose having the faith that we think this is going to work and I think talking with the women during that feasibility time it was you could see that there was value they could see that they would use it they could see there were benefits for them to come into actual community as well so uh, the trust came together then we of course went through the rounds of applying for funding um, all the things that go with setting up a trust and then the big one was trying to find premises Mm. so it took me about 10 months to get everything together do the talking and then do the walking and where have you settled so we're in uh north east valley which is fantastic at 270 north road and the baptist community there were amazing um they've had a history and tradition of supporting community in their place and they said yep well so they made it work and we've got this fabulous fabulous place where we've got it set up and ready to go space is yeah very important what about other resources i mean you mentioned um you know weaving and so forth have you yeah. got access to uh, to other 
facilities as well? Yeah, uh, we're trying to spread out a bit into community as well because there's about four groups in Dunedin that actually make living from teaching craft. So you've got the Loom Room up in the valley, which has been here for quite some time, Felt Princess, which do knitting and uh, crochet work, Stitch Kitchen, which is an amazing community project which offers sewing facilities, and we have the Embroidery Witches, which are new ladies who've just started up and they're teaching the art of embroidery. So we'll connect in with them and we'll provide tuition fees for people who want to go and specifically do certain things. So that means that we're actually creating a bigger hub in the community. It's not just about us. The women who've expressed interest in being involved, um, have they come with established craft skills or are some people starting from zero? Yeah, good question. Some of them have amazing skills, like if you think in the Middle Eastern countries, one of the things we're all probably familiar with is carpets and rugs and often in uh, communities that's how women would have made their money uh, because they then make the rugs and it's back into the government system, so that's a craft that's been around for thousands of years. Uh, Embroidery is a very special part of their cultural craft culture and they do amazing work in that regard but I think when you think that they've come from a refugee point into our country they have no not brought much with them they're kind of re-establishing themselves and how and what that they can actually do and funnily enough sewing and knitting have become quite really cool because it's something they can do quickly easy and it's something that they can get into but we're interested in that cultural craft and can we provide a place where they can come in and keep that alive it would be amazing to see them weaving rugs or doing embroideries or whatever it might be and we could see that develops into I'd love to have an exhibition of their work and things like that. Well one can easily see that they might have immediate use for some of what they produce for their own friends and families Mm. but is there also the option do you think further down the track you mentioned exhibitions or kind of a retail outlet or or some other uh, way of sharing all this wonderful produce? Oh absolutely I I, I think the world's the limit really at the moment. Um, They love their incredible food, the the food they make is just unbelievable I'd love to see where we had a retail shop where they could you know, sell their food and be self-employed which is important as well, give them the skill sets where they can actually become and make their own living and do something that's around their own crafts so I mean that applies to whether it's the hand crafts or whether it's the food craft and I think there's a big scope there uh, to be able to provide and, and work with lots of agencies, there's lots of help we just got to get it all together and make sure that we can get them, give them that opportunity. Really. Right, so this is not only an opportunity just to, to bring women together, no doubt for great conversation and to build up social networks, but mm. also skill building and um, and to enhance other opportunities for them in their lives here in Aotearoa Dunedin? Absolutely, yeah. I think these women come with incredible skills. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're in their own countries. Uh, a lot of them would be highly educated people who have just for various reasons and circumstances ended up here. But in a new country, they've got to find their pathways to try and find how do they make that opportunity. And we think that we can make breach that sort of gap, if you like, and make sure that there are facilities where they can go and support them, help them. We want them to be successful. So, for instance, we're really happy we've just employed a refugee woman who came out here in the first uh, families that came out about five years ago to work in the, as a coordinator in our space, and that's marvellous if we can provide 
provide those opportunities would be fabulous. Tell us a little bit uh, about how the threading photo works on a day-to-day basis. Uh, doors o- always open or you have particular sessions? How does it work? Yeah, so at the moment we're five days a week, so it's Monday to Saturday but not Wednesday. And we're open from 10 to 4. And hence, I was just mentioning, we've employed coordinators so that they will be there to keep the place open because it's it's not going to work if we can't get the doors open. And also they are there to help and support with materials, machines, all the things that are in the space and give anybody what they need and support to do whatever craft they'd like to do. And then we'll have other Kiwi women coming and going who have different skill sets and they will help them and do whatever they'd like to do and hence the teaching and the cross-culture element will be important and we can learn from them amazingly it's in conversation it's in culture it's in craft and so we're very uh, much I suppose very excited actually about that two-way it's not just one way Mm. it's providing two-way exchange of information and culture etc it's great what about materials, day-to-day materials, uh, through through the operation of the threading whare? Um, how are you placed there? Yeah, we put a call out through our sort of women networks and ask them to pass around and donations, and it's been absolutely awesome. So we get phone calls, people drop in, and so we're building an excellent um, range of materials from knitting walls and threading walls and uh, materials and embroidery, everything we can imagine. So all sorts of goodies are coming in and people are really supportive and can actually see uh, the benefit of what this is about so everyone's cleaning out their craft cupboards <laughs> and we're getting bags and boxes coming in and so I just spread that word out to anybody if you feel like a clean up we'd love to hear from you and we'd collect it for you. And how can people get in touch with the Threading Photo? Yeah sure there's a, uh, we've got a website so there's information there and phone numbers about how to contact us, we're on Facebook and um, those two places will give you avenues to actually contact people and get in touch, yeah. What sort of numbers are you looking at at the moment Ruth? Yeah hard to tell Uh, we can probably accommodate up to about 25, 30 women in, in the space we've got at the moment we know they've got incredible uh, restrictions on their time because they're going to language schools or going to uh, polytech and they do English language and things like that. They've got families. So it's really hard to know how it's going to sort of go and it'll be more, a, a, I think, a quiet sort of build-up of how things act, act work and word of mouth is important because the community is not necessarily going to sort of rush in the door. You know, they're going to go with their friends or they're going to talk to people and they think it's safe and it's okay to go there so they'll come yeah and just finally the other resource that makes all this possible is the human resource Mm. Uh, your trust for a start yourself included Um, how are you served at the moment for that human resource are you looking for any other skills to help build what you're doing not at the moment we're really lucky there's a trust we've got five people so um, it's not a woman's organization as such it's men and women and that skill base to keep things running and operating at that level was all there. It's great. And so our job eventually will be we want to be a vehicle to set this up, but at the end of the day we'd, we'd be looking for the community to actually come in and start running it themselves. Eventually they take over the trust or become part of the trust. So we see this very much as a, as a space to provide an opportunity and then the community can come in and eventually start running this themselves, and that would be absolutely an 
penultimate goal. So at the moment, we're well served with people to help and assist. And as time goes by, depending on what we end up in, we'll just put the call out and ask for people to come and help us. Yeah. Brilliant initiative, the Threading Fara. You can find out more about it online, as Ruth has said. Um, Ruth, thanks so much for coming and talking about this today yeah. and for all the hard work that's got. I know it's early days in terms of uh, you know making the resource available to people, but there would have been a lot of groundwork to get it to this point. Absolutely. Which started <laughs> some time ago, I imagine. Yeah. So well done on that. And, thank you. Uh, and, um, and all the best. Yeah, thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.